Welcome to another Rags vs. Secrets. Today in this podcast, we are going to talk about, like, if you look at where we're at today, the big question that should be on your mind is, what is going to transpire in the next near future so that I can start anticipating it, so I can start making decisions that will allow me to invest better, will allow me to get more prepared, will allow me to economically help myself and my family to advance. And if you understand the cycles, you can then make much, much better decisions that will then will allow you to advance. And so what we're talking about here is a series of cycles that has been historically documented and proven over and over and over and over. And once you understand these cycles, you can then make better decisions. So I will show you cycles so that you can start analyzing and making better decisions. Now, I pull this, most of this content I pull from this book called The Fourth Turning. So the fourth turning, this is written by William Strauss and Neil Howe. And here's what they did. Basically, they went across time and they started studying and gathering and looking at data. And one of the things that they discovered, um, particularly in Anglo-America, is that there's these seculums or cycles that people tend to go through. And if you understand the cycle that you're in, you can then make better decisions about where you're going to go. Okay. Um, and I'll show you. And it's, it's important because like maybe you're trying to figure out how to invest. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to get ahead. Like if you notice that there's a massive energy crisis in the world right now, you probably have. You've probably noticed that there's, there's droughts, there's famines, there's, there's war with Russia. What does all this take and mean or what does all this culminate into so that you can make a better decision to make sure that you and your family are prepared? So here's what I want to break down. Okay, If I want to keep it really simple, this is what I want to show you. Think of, you've got spring. You, you already know what spring is. Spring is a time where things start to grow, things start to recover. Like it, it comes on the backside of winter, right? And as soon as I say spring, you automatically know the very next season is going to be summer. Just like you know the very next season is going to be fall, which you then know the very next season is going to be winter. Collectively, these four cycles actually play out in a bigger theater and you can see it as it plays out over time. So let me give you an example. Like because right here, right now, we're in what you would consider the fourth turning cycle. And inside the fourth turning cycle, this is when the world changes. Okay. Um, if you if you were in the first turning, um, which would be like high, this is like a spring. It comes out of a crisis. All of a sudden, people are tired of fighting. They're tired of war. They're tired of all these things that are going wrong. And because they're tired of it, they will come together. They'll culminate. There's usually some sort of power that comes into play um, that then has control and then makes things happen, okay? Let me give you an example. So there, there's, there's uh, three seculums or three 80-year windows on that they've documented that I'm not really familiar with, but I am familiar with this one. So between 19 or 1773 and 1794, this is the cycle where it was the fourth, it was the fourth turning, the fourth turning that the United States has experienced. This is when the American Revolutionary War took and it transpired. And the big thing that changed is all of a sudden the United States snapped free, broke free from like the foreign sovereign powers that tried to control the United States. And America established its own independence. That was a crisis cycle. But then once America declared itself, it then went into an era of good feeling. It's called Era of Good Feelings. It was between 1794 and 1822. 
And all of a sudden, like, we went into this good period of time. And, and as you'll see, as things take and move along, they'll culminate. And what I want to point to, or what I want to show you, is actually the next, um, basically, it's, it's an 80-year window coming past. And so American, the American Revolutionary War was a massive one, okay? The very next fourth turning cycle, this was between, the, the fourth turning window was between 1860 and 1865. And during that window, that is when the United States went through the Civil War. Tremendously bloody battle, horrible, very destructive. Here's what you know about fourth turnings. Collectively, fourth turnings are they're very climactic. Things change dramatically. Things shift. Typically, typically, there is some considerable amount of war that takes and it transpires. Okay, so then we'll take and we'll we'll take and we'll progress. We'll we'll advance a little bit. Okay, the the next one, the next fourth turning. This was the Great Depression and World War II. This was between 1929 and 1946. Okay, now one thing that you probably popped up inside your mind is like, hey, but there was a World War One. Okay, true, true. The thing is, is like. It's during when something transpires, it's more important that where it transpires in the cycle than the very fact that it transpired. So, for example, um, the World War One, it transpired between it was in the third cycle between 1908 and 1929. World War One and the prohibit or prohibition. OK, this did not this. This wasn't a fourth turning. This thing wasn't like nobody wanted it. Right. But the real fourth turning that found itself in actually the fourth cycle was the Great Depression and World War II. This was a devastating experience. This was a, bit, a devastating period of time when all of a sudden the entire world shifted. Okay, there, there, there. Like if you think about it, like nothing went right. Okay, and so now if you're looking at the next, when is the next window? in which another fourth turning would take and transpire. So we bounce forward 80 years, okay? So we've already gone. So the Great Depression, World War II, happened in the cycle of 1929 to 1946. So when is the next cycle going to transpire? So it is expected to transpire between 2008 and 2029. Okay, so now you kind of see it. Like there, there's historical, there's documented things that take and transpire in a fourth cycle. Okay, um, so here's the things. Like when I was reading that book, so this book was published in like 1997, and it, it went through and it started explaining the cycles, things that ta take and transpire. And because I'm in the fourth cycle, this is the cycle that I was particularly interested in, and saying, okay, what is going to happen during this window that would then make me pause and say. Whoa, wait a minute, the world is starting to change. So here's things that they took and they mentioned. They said, look, we can't tell you, we can't tell you what will trigger the, the fourth cycle. I can't tell you what will culminate in the final act, the shot that's heard around the world that will take and then cause the thing to transpire. What I can tell you is, I can tell you the time frame in which these happen, and I can tell you historically it is documented and there's evidence that this take and, takes and happens, okay? And so here's what they said. They said, during this time thing, here are things that you could take and anticipate occurring. They said, there could be a major, uh, major financial crisis. Wait a minute. I've got to pause. Remember 2008? 
2008 was a major financial crisis. Now, did this thing culminate in the, the full envelope of causing a, a major not, or a major crisis? No, but it was a crisis. But these are things that take and transpire inside a fourth turning that could then be the tipping point to cause a fourth turning to literally tip. Okay, So here's what they said. You could have a major financial crisis. Okay, 2008. They said you could experience a drought. Typically, these events are tied to or associated with some sort of drought. Hmm, how about that? So you got the Colorado River flows down, and this whole western part of the United States, it's been in a drought. The Great Salt Lake is almost ready to disappear. Problem is, is all of a sudden, all the lake, instead of covering up the sediment on the bottom, is now exposing it, and then the toxins from the lake can then be picked up by the wind and distributed. So the Great Salt Lake is going into, it's, it, it's starting to disappear. The Colorado River is pushing water downstream. There is not enough water in that, the river to take and even keep Lake Powell hot, uh, full, let alone if we go downstream to Lake Mead. Okay, so look at that, major drought. But if you have a drought, one of the next things that they talked about, is they said, in this window, you could actually legitimately have a famine. Like, huh, well, how about that? Um, right now, you've got all these ranchers, because of the drought and because of the cutbacks, they've now pushed their cattle out to slaughter. So when we come into the next year, you're going to probably discover the cost of meat, the cost of pork, the cost of all these things is going to go up substantially. Right now, it, it's gone up now, but you haven't experienced it like it's likely to occur because all of the, all the cattle, like it's all been pushed to slaughter. Because in 2020, so... This is the next thing he talks about is you have a like a pandemic or a worldwide crisis. Okay, all of a sudden the cost of grain, the cost of feeding livestock, the cost of everything became so expensive that it became very difficult to take and to maintain the livestock. So it was cheaper to push them to slaughter. So we we've got we've got that transpiring. He he mentioned specifically he's like look there could be a worldwide pandemic which we know COVID hit. Said there could be an energy crisis. Take, take a pause and look at Europe right now, for example. Have you noticed that the... So in Europe right now, the cost of electricity is more than rent and mortgages. Now, they burn natural gas to be able to generate electricity. So they got hit once. Now that it's going into winter, they need natural gas to heat the home and they need natural gas to generate electricity. They're about ready to get hit twice to be able to, to take and provide and support their people. So there's an energy crisis. Electric bills across the entire United States are up 15.5%. Okay, Year-over-year year inflation on energy is up 19.8%. Like, it's, it's, it's outstanding or it's staggering how much it's gone up. Okay, so um, one of them he said in the book is you could enter into a, a sort of lawlessness. So you've seen police, to, police uh, forces all across the United States being defunded, right? He mentioned there could be a trigger that causes all of a sudden like rapid or rampant inflation all of a sudden starting to take place. Okay, so the United States is experiencing inflation, for example, okay? But as we take and we raise interest rates, what we're doing is, is we're pushing inflation out abroad. So when we think we got a bad when we're dancing with, say, 9% or year over year, 9%, 9.1, 8%, okay, it is much higher in other states around the, or other nations around the world. Okay? Their money is denominated in dollars and as the dollar becomes stronger, it causes their currencies to become weaker, which means it takes more of their currencies to buy our stuff. 
in a lot of stuff or a lot of business transactions in the world because the United States has the dollar is the worldwide currency. Um, like everybody wants the dollar, okay? Um, and it causes their, their money to become devalued. So these are things that they talked about. One of them, one of them that they talked about, um, and I, I, we haven't, it, it's in play. The book specifically says, it talks about the war in Russia. They said there could be a war in Russia where Russia starts in invading and then attacking Ukraine. Like it was very specifically called out in that book. And when I look at it, like I don't know if that's the tipping point. What I can tell you is it is getting us closer and closer and closer to this tipping point where we're actually going to go or undergo this window of actual crisis. Um, so we know that that's taking and it's transpiring. The, there, there's two of them. There's two more. One of them, one of them they talked about in the book, and I could see that it's kind of, kind of playing out. Um, the, the government, in desperation to obtain money, then takes and weaponizes the, the people to attack the people to obtain money. The, the one thing that I saw is the IRS is hiring like 80,000 IRS agents at probably close to $80,000 a year is what I believe giving them the ability to carry guns. Boy, if that's not taking, if that is not a, a move towards weaponizing us against us, like, I don't know what is. But that one, that one was called out as something that would take and transpire. There, there's one in here that they actually haven't, they haven't, they've talked about it, but we actually haven't seen the culmination of this one. They were talking about the Social Security. And they said, it, like, when, when a country goes through a fourth turning, he goes, one of the things that you can see is like the 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 older generation. Now, I got I got to like we're just we're just going to explain this the way it is, okay? So my generation didn't do this. Um, there's an older generation that voted in for them benefits that younger generation should then take and pay for. Now people might say, well, Mike, if, if they wouldn't rob this to take and fund that, like okay, like I hear you. But that wasn't my decision. Somebody made a decision to go rob the piggy bank to be able to pay for other stuff. And so basically they defunded Social Security. Whatever it is, is that there was a generation that was in a leadership role that determined that benefits should be paid to individuals. And the problem is, is we're getting to a, a tipping point in which that is not as likely to be available. Um, I need to pull up a chart and take and show it to you. This will probably be the series one of uh, one of three or four series that I'm going to take and I'm, I'm going to go on on this. Okay, the, the generation that kind of was voting some of that stuff in was like there was like 19 million Americans. Okay, the problem is is the baby boomers are 90 million Americans that are now in the process of taking and retiring. Okay, and so it, it creates all of a sudden you're going to have this massive increase in draw on Social Security which is already unable to uh, equity or financially fund itself, whatever it is, you can, everybody knows that it's, it's in deep trouble, okay? So collectively, you can see in here, there, there is all of these elements that were called out inside the book. What the, the thing is, is, God, the thing is, is like, I wish I could take and say, this is precisely the thing that's going to transpire that could take and culminate in the fourth turning which could then culminate in, say, an all-out war. Um, but what we do know is based on the data, 
based on the data, we can go through and document um, satisfactorily that there are turnings that take and transpire. The big mistake that we make is we always think that it's going to go up, 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 up. We never think that there's going to be a pullback. We never think that things are going to change, right? So, like, when, when, you, had, when you had, like, Great Britain and everybody taking and, and trying to figure out how to get a hold of America, all of a sudden there was a fourth turning and boom, snapped, like it all changed. The whole thing changed. Okay, so you had the you had the Civil War where all of a sudden you had to eat, you know, the North versus the South. Snap! All of a sudden, everything changed. Right? Um, bloody battle, but everything got we we sorted stuff out. Like the Great Depression and World War II. Like during that, after that event, one of the things that the United States said is, "We will now police the entire world. We will now secure the oceans." We will now make it so that you can do trade across the entire world, and we will be the world's police to establish peace. Um, and we've done an amazing job on that. But there are consequences that will transpire as a result of that. We will talk about that on a future podcast. Okay? Um, the big thing is, is you just ask yourself, okay, so as we're rolling into this next crisis, it's a global financial crisis, you've got everybody leveraged, everybody extended, um, we have China that's about ready to fall apart. The real estate market there is going under. They have the highest inflation rate in probably basically the whole world. It's like they're, they're in trouble, okay? Um, we have all of these things that are not working. We have, we have the, the Democrats and the Republicans fighting. There's no collaboration. The thing that happens after a crisis is a power or something will prevail that will then unify everybody because they're sick of fighting. And then we will be, we will go through basically a rebirth. And so I wanted to give you at least that framework. And what I'm going to do in the future podcast is I'm going to take and I'm going to break down or go into more detail so that you can have more clarity on these fourth turnings, so that you have more clarity on how to make better decisions to protect you and your family. So that, my friends, is another Rags Roots of Secrets, and I will talk to you later.